This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Gloria Julia Show, my talk 1071 Everything Entertainment here on Hump Day. Julia is, uh, is happy to hear that the rain isn't going to happen until the overnight hours. Good. She's Yay. going to see the twins. Well, it didn't look good uh, even not. a few hours ago. It was no. like rain at six, going to rain all night. Oh, my God. I think the Yankees just caught up to the twins' home run. Are you really? Do they play the Yankees? No, today? we're not. No, no, we're no. playing uh, Washington. Washington. Washington Nationals. Yeah, got it. Got it. Well, I yeah. Did you get to snuggle in and sleep in during the rainstorm this morning? I mean, was, yes, of course. Oh my gosh, I did yeah. not no. want to get up at five. No. I went to kickboxing because I took I took some time off in August again. Yes, I went back for two weeks and I took like two weeks off because of the fair. I'm like, I got to get my oh, I got to get my butt in there. And I, but I love laying in bed in the rain. In the rain, so do I. So do I. In a storm in the morning. Yeah, I don't. That's a hard time to get out of bed. I went to I went to yoga last night. I was the only one in the yoga class. It was so nice. Yeah. Energy Pilates and fitness and yeah. the woman Vanessa. I mean, it was just me and her. It was so lovely. Yeah, was it's it kind of like? Well, it was. Was like, it warm? No, yoga? it wasn't. No. But it was like a personal training session. Yeah, yoga. It was so wonderful. I'm yeah, you. I was glad I moved last night because I did not want to get up this morning. Yeah, well, you're Mm-mm. lucky to see him. Back. I know. Well, speaking of moving, if you watched any of the late night last night, a lot of good couch was to be had. On it's kind of fun having everybody back. It really is. Because we really, really didn't have any options for a while. Now. Yeah. Well, August, you yeah. know, it's just kind of the dog days, and mm-hmm. people are just more relaxed or whatever. But uh, uh, we do enjoy all the good couch that we get from the late night. And Stephen Colbert had. Um, John or no, Seth Meyers had John McEnroe on. Oh, he if you watch it online, Julia, he was on for like twenty minutes without an interruption. The hold steady performed. Oh gosh! And one of the funny things McEnroe said was, um, he Seth Meyers asked him about the grunting. And he yes. said, oh, the grunting, you mean like Maria Sharapova? She's the worst. She was the worst. And he said, nobody's buying her grunting. It's her version of trash talk. That's Did John really? say that? Uh-huh. But I, I wish wow. he would have said, well, what about Nadal? Yeah, Nadal well, is a grunter, but um, that's really funny. He that pointed he's, out Maria as Well, gratuitous. that's because she's a screamer. It yeah. sounds like she's having orgasms. Uh, no, if no. they're that, I no one would want to have another one with her because okay. you'd have to leave the room. She's well, screaming or, so loud. Or it could be like you're really proud of all the no. appreciative yeah. grunts and no. moans. You would go deaf and you would okay. you would want to leave. No, because right. that's just too much screaming. He didn't bring up him. Nadal, but he talked about the finals and um, he's just really. He gave great couch. 
I mean, Seth my they were having so much chemistry. Seth they must Myers know each other is, too a little bit, but he's, he's such a, great, a good interviewer. He is. Because he asks hard questions, wraps them up in a funny joke. Yes. He's very good at very that. Very good. And yeah. then Seth Co- or, uh, Steve, or Steve Colbert uh, had some great people on. We're going to hear from a little audio a little bit later, actually, in Vintage Scandal. But then over on Jimmy Fallon, he had Jennifer Lopez on his show. And we're not going to play any of the audio from the interview. I think she's on The View tomorrow, though, just FYI. But they did do a thing uh they called it let's teach a master class in the history of music video dancing uh, we posted it i mean first start out mc hammer you can't touch this with that dance then straight up the paula abdul song then walk like an egyptian then the kid and play the, it was it's she's so, so good. good jimmy fallon he can sing and, and he, he can, can dance, dance. yeah that you can't is, interview it, no nope. it's the worst if you sit down it's over <laughs> He doesn't give, you don't get great couch from Jimmy Fallon, Mm-mm. but you do get the skits. You do yeah. get the skits yeah. and the viral And I kind of haven't been tuning into Corden. Why are you having him for, how can, it's too I much. look to see if he's got anybody on. And it's a little bit harder to get good couch on Because he's got Corden multiple Because he's got three people on at the same time. And over on, Andy Cohen has had a real light week of people. All I can say, though, is I went and looked at all of his pictures with, the baby, yeah, he that kid is adorable. Okay, because it has hair. What's the full head of hair? Benjamin like, is his name. Yeah, Benjamin. He's the cutest. It's uh, well, you know, you have a nephew who had the big yeah, head of hair, right. where it's like grown up hair yeah. on a baby, and on a toddler. Just, there's nothing cuter with fat cheeks and hair. Yeah, it's the best look. Uh huh. Oh gosh, it really so is. Cute. Anyway, so you, we posted that if you wanna, and then we got a present. Um, today from one of our people across the um, the road here, mm-hmm. which would be the building, which would be Hubbard. Um, we got a little um, thing for uh, us today, and it's the 90210 um, video that we posted at Lori and Julia on my talk. Lori and Julia, which is our Instagram, Lori. People like that video. Oh, the video of, of the, the uh, 90210 sent out the best promo thing it's a so great. It's a box, a pink box, and then you open it up like a card that makes sings to you, and it plays the nine hundred two one zero thing, and it's a real live California license plate that is so awesome. So cute. They don't make license plates anymore. They're all just thin pieces of you know. Remember they, they license? Don't? No, if you've the letters aren't embossed, they don't stick out anymore. There's no raised letters on a license plate. No, it's just, yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're pretty they don't flat make, now. They're I just see what flat. You're There's yeah. nothing interesting about a license plate anymore. They are quick to say all over that. This is not a real license plate, but no, it sure looks like a real license plate. It, it does, fun. indeed. Mm-hmm. Okay, just a quick correction on the Lizzo Cookie Monster tweet that people are kind of having fun with today. Oh, okay. So Lizzo... She does interact with her fans like he can't believe. Okay, we only have a month. We have less than a month till that concert at the Armory. Oh, I'm so Because it's the 10th. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, I am too. So she she uh, tweeted like Cookie Monster, like as in the Cookie Monster. Sure. Friend, tweeted, me just took a DNA test. Turns out me 100% cookies. <laughs> Very funny. I think funny. from the truth hurts. Very funny. And then Lizzo... Uh-huh. Very funny. Responded to it and said, even when me crumbled, crazy me got shortbread problems. That's the monster in me. Num, num, num. Then me eat them. That's the cookie in me. Like singing back in verse. Yes. Yeah. 
Is that great That's or what? Very, very cool. She's having so much she fun. Is. I love it. Prince's classic uh, double album, 1999, one of my personal favorites, mm-hmm. is going to be reissued with 35 unheard songs. There were a lot of songs on the 1999 album. Do you know how many songs he must have? I mean, my gosh, there's so many songs. I feel like that was a long album, 1999. Like Mm -hmm. There were a lot of cuts on that. It's going to have 65 tracks over five CDs. Oh, for crying out loud. You're going to have to wonder this holiday if you're going to buy the Prince Coffee Table book (laughs) slash memoir that he wrote three pages in, or... If you're going to buy, well, here's the, the re-release. This well, here, here is the. I'm bearing the lead. The unheard songs were all recorded in '81, '82, and '83. Oh. So yes. that time period is. He was so prolific, and yeah. he's making so much great music. Plus, he was also. Pre-Jehovah's Witness. Well, no, not no, not in '81, '82, '83. That's way too early. He I said pre. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said, yeah, yeah. way pre, I know. like a long time before that. I don't know what that's got to do with anything. I don't know, because he wrote nastier songs back then, if you oh, remember. Yeah. And he wouldn't sing some of them afterwards. So I guess he was also, you know, he was writing for Vandy Six and The Time. And um, the one album I heard was really good is the one the Prince did of the covers that he gave to other people of mm-hmm. him singing it, that that's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be Great good. soundtrack. Yeah, the original 1999 album only had 11 songs on it. Oh, is that all? Yeah, that's it. All right, DMSR. Dance music, sex, romance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Not hear? to be confused with the latest. I want to know if you know what this is. Mm. Okay, Vesco Girls. Do you know what this is? It's like they're the New Valley Girls, but they're Vesco Girls. They wear long sweatshirts, jean cut-off shorts, scrunchy things around their wrists. This is like the latest rage. You haven't heard of a Vesco girl? I haven't. If someone has a Vesco girl, call us. 651-641-1071. Is that like a Billie Eilish? Um, maybe, Lori. Yeah. But it's a Vesco girl. I, I printed it out. I feel like Billie Eilish might be a Vesco, Vesco girl. girl. I don't know. V-E-S-C-O, I have no idea. I don't it know. means, okay, it, it, Vesco girls in one word means basic. And people are Instagramming as basic moms now. You're just a basic mom. I mean, this is Instagram lingo, Lori. Yeah. And a Vesco girl is both a person and a meme, um, blandly aspirational to many, but also the subject of pointed parody. And a Vesco girl can't go more than five minutes without saying, and I oop, or op. What is that one? Oop. And I oop. Mm-hmm. It's a big thing. Big, big, big. I can... Tell by, but we're out of it. I mean, I yeah. talked to Colleen's girl. It said Vesco, Vesco girls, girls, a gal in sales. Oh, okay. Vesco girls. How come there can't be Vesco boys? Why is it always got to be the girls? Well, how do you know there I, isn't something else for them? What? What? Uh, Daddy? Uh, uh, Sarah says she's sitting with a Vesco girl right now. Okay, Sarah, Sarah. What does it mean? No, I'm not. Hi, are you there? Hi. Oh, the daughter's already saying, no, I'm not. No, she's not. No. So the other day, she told me that starting high school, the biggest surprise was all the kids calling her a Vesco girl. And I'd never heard what this was. So tell us what it is. Okay. It's, so it's, all right. Well, it's the girl. girl. Have your daughter tell us. Yeah, what yeah. is it? It's girls who wear, like, puka shell necklaces and large T-shirts. And yeah, I carry the water bottle. Oh, yeah, they have They always have a hydro flask with them. Yes, I could be a Vesco girl for that part of it. Yeah, but you wear yeah. 
You wear oversized t-shirts and sweatshirts and yeah, jeans cut off shirts. Some people do. I don't. Okay. Oh. Is it a compliment? I don't. I mean, not really. I mean, is it just? I think it's like being called preppy. Okay. Oh. Oh really? Visco, Visco is an app where you can edit your photos. Oh. And somehow it turned into a personality. So. Okay. Okay. Right. It's, well, it, it's so an app that's a personality. I'm so glad we Thank had a you. young person I know. explain this to us. <laughs> it's like a Lori's like, we don't know enough about it, but it's a teenage thing right now. All right. We are huge MyTalk fans. We tried to meet you at the fair, but couldn't. What happened? So I just picked her up from volleyball, and, and Julia said it, said it wrong, and we burst out laughing how and had to call. How do you say it? Visco. Visco. Visco, not Vesco. Of course I said it wrong. Okay. So Visco girls. So people are going to be hearing Are there Visco guys? Sometimes, yeah. Oh, there are? Okay, good. Okay, Lori's so happy. (laughs) Okay, I'm so happy. I want there to be Visco duality. (laughs) I'd like you to report on Visco-ness more this week if you could for us. Okay. (laughs) All right, we're all over it. Thank you, Sarah and daughter. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, listen, we'll be right back with the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Holly, here we've had a Visco girl right under our noses all this time, Julia, and it's Holly. She's right here. She's two extra, you had two extra things that we didn't know about a Visco girl. Vans and Birkenstocks, so it's casual shoes. We wear those. And the, I mean Birkenstocks. Yeah, yeah, Birkenstocks, right. Normcore. And then the Fjall Raven backpack. The, oh, the yeah. backpack that you see everywhere with the little fox on the yeah. back. That is one of the things. Also, Carmex. Apparently, that chapstick is very Visco girl. Oh, for friendly. God's sakes, we've been using it our whole life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So you probably have a Visco girl in your life, and now you know. Let's talk about Britney Spears in her yellow bikini on a vacation in Hawaii. Page six, running top headlines with these photographs of her walking around in her bikini. What say you guys? What's the strategy behind running these photos on this particular day? Just showing that she's she's, independent and happy and she's on a trip and all this drama might be going on, but she's doing a pap stroll on the beach and letting them know where she is and... She's happy. Yeah. Yeah. She's wearing a yellow bikini, a white hat, and sunglasses. Because remember, Brittany is not, quote, unquote, free. She is not an independent adult. She functions like a kid would under the age of 18. Under this, it's been this way for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Under this conservatorship. Yeah, so. She is in Hawaii, which right. is where Jamie Spears had previously asked the court. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
efforts to extend the control of the conservatorship under. He requested multiple states where Britney Spears may go on vacation or where she knows people. So this is in line with that. She's just letting us know that. All right, cool. Okay. Oh, man. Hayden Panettiere, her family talking to People Magazine again because they are saying that she's holding hands with her ex-boyfriend's brother. Sources are saying, though, that they're just friends. Now, this is the brother of the ex-boyfriend, Brian Hickerson, who was arrested earlier this year for domestic assault and domestic violence on May 23rd. So though her people getting out in front of the story and saying that she and brother Zach are just friends and they have been for a long time. But they're holding hands together. I'm so afraid for this young woman. I feel like it's a Heather Locklear moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, there's been a lot of trouble between Hayden Pentier and her ex-boyfriend. Again, he was arrested back in May. He pleaded not guilty to the charge of felony domestic violence. Is he waiting for sentencing? I I think they're waiting for it to go to... Yes. So now she's holding hands with the brother. That'll go over. Yeah. Uh, Now, if convicted, Brian faces up to four years in prison. So this is currently in the criminal justice system right now. Maybe the brother knows his brother is an a hole, and he's like being support for her. Maybe. Maybe maybe that's such a great way to think of it, Lori. Yeah, that's great. I agree. Yeah. All right. Concerned for Hayden. Hope that she's doing okay. Uh, Let's talk about a wrongful death lawsuit that is being put upon the producers of David Spade's new show Lights Out. So they're facing a wrongful lawsuit death filed by the parents of a man who claims that the show allowed an accountant from Lights Out to drunkenly get behind the wheel and kill their son. So this is just a sad story all around. So the staffer, his name is Jacob, allegedly he was inebriated when he crashed his infinity into uh, an Acura in the Fairfax district, excuse me, of Los Angeles. And that impact sent the Acura flying onto the sidewalk, slamming into a pedestrian, Noah, who later passed away. So the chain of events would be Jacob, the staffer at Lights Out behind the wheel, crashing into another car on the side of the street. That car that was parked went into the pedestrian and he oh. lost his life. Oh, so this guy who worked on the David, they it was they had the kickoff party, the launch from when that show right. aired. Mm-hmm. And people this, there, it's Viacom employees that come to the premiere party, blah, blah, blah. And they said they pr- provided the booze. Yep. This is why a lot of companies, yep. you know, really. Yep. But anyway, the, that they gave this guy who was so clearly inebriated his keys from valet. Yeah. That Viacom was paying for the valet. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yes. So, so then where's the, why didn't you right. stop serving him? Right. Why you had a couple, you, you could have right. stopped serving him at the bar. You could have not given him the keys. Right. Yes. There was a chain of events that the parents are saying that Viacom, somebody could have stepped in and not allowed Jacob right. to get behind the wheel. Uh, uh, so they are saying that they know of at least one person at the party who told Jacob that he shouldn't drive home because he was so drunk. Now, this lawsuit uh, does not list David Spade, by the way, as a, no. uh, in in this, but it's just a tragic story. It is. Ugh, so we wish them the best there and hopefully it gets settled in an amicable way. Let's go over to New York Fashion Week and talk about Rihanna and her Savage Fenty lingerie extravaganza that Ooh, happened at the there. Barclays yeah. Center. Oh my gosh, it was everybody was there and we got the details from Instagram's favorite fashion account Diet Prada. So here are some of the notes that they took from the show last okay. night that phones weren't allowed and all guests were given lock cases kind of like, like Madonna's Madonna. upcoming okay. Madam 
DMX show. Rihanna, that tickets are on sale for. Mm-hmm. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> Just a the side note. They don't want stuff leaking, and that's the best way of doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rihanna opened the show with a bunch of dancers spotlit on cubes floating on a reflecting pool. DJ Khaled, Migos, Aesop, Ferg, they all performed in Migos slash splashed around in the pool there were models of all sizes colors there were amputees people with disabilities so models of all shapes wow. and sizes all abilities showing up there uh, Gigi and Bella Hadid Cara Delevingne they were all Normani she was there too and there was a huge multi-dimensional structure that rendered uh, and was lit with different colors and what they're saying today Re- Savage Fenty by the way is Rihanna's lingerie line yep. Victoria's Secret's dead it's just done it already has been. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it has been. But this was all being filmed as part of an Amazon Prime video special, which will be available for streaming later this month. Hence the secrecy with the phones, mm-hmm. because they want you to go on Amazon Prime, watch the special. I wouldn't be surprised if there was some kind of buy it now click feature where you see the lingerie on the models yeah. and then you can click and buy it from the comfort of your own home. Yeah. So we I really don't want to have to make my remote go to um buying because i hate putting in a password on my remote <laughs> enough that the thought of having to enter in my credit card number and my expiration date and the three-digit code on the back would absolutely put me through the roof it That's, must be hard though to cover new york fashion week because it's, it's so no law up. it's so spread out it used to just be at bryant park in yeah. the tents, and you could just kind of you would see people come and go all day now they're all over the place, the shows, and a lot of them are going to live entertainment. I don't know. It's weird. It, it, Allison and Harmony were talking about this on the Shop Girls this past yeah. weekend, and they're just saying it's it's changed so much, and a lot of people are finding that they don't even have to do them. Yeah. I'm glad right. I got to go to uh, to Fashion yes. Week when it was in we Bryant Park. And when it was the catwalk, and you'd go into the tents, tents and you'd be and able to sit in the front row. Well, now it's all about these experiences, like the Savage Fenty, like the Ralph's Club that happened earlier this this Janelle week, Monet Janelle performed at right? something. It was yeah. a viral moment, moment so you yeah. could be involved in all that right. in that way. But uh, I'd hate to be a fashion reporter and cover all this stuff. Oh, oh. you have to have a lot of people doing it, right? Yeah, They're all over town. And wear comfortable shoes for the love. <laughs> this for is the New love. York. They carry them in a bag <laughs> and put them on when they get out of the Uber or the taxi. Or what's happening on the roads out there? All right. Well, your my talk traffic is. And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. Quite the scandal. All right, what do we know? Okay, well, you know, the the real scandal that came to light two years ago that brought down Harvey Weinstein, um, the two reporters, Jody Cantor and Megan Toohey, they mm-hmm. wrote this book. They worked for the New York Times, and they were on Colbert last night talking about their book. She said, Breaking the Sexual Harassment Story That Helped Ignite a Movement. Because the one thing... About Harvey Weinstein, and this is where great journalism exists and is alive and well in this whole thing of all this fake news stuff that's perpetuated to like just get people not to pay attention to facts is what it feels like. But he, the mega Harvey Weinstein, they people knew for years about his horrible sexual misconduct. Here, let me give you a couple examples. As early as 1998, Gwyneth Paltrow said on The Late Show with David Letterman that Weinstein will coerce you to do a thing or two. And then they both kind of laughed. 
in 2005, Courtney Love, in an interview, said, uh, uh, she said, here's my advice for Hollywood. If Harvey Weinstein invites you to a private party in the Four Seasons, don't go. That's 2005. Right. In 2010, an article titled P- Harvey's Girls for Pajiba talked about Harvey's casting couch reputation. Mm-hmm. Every few years, Harvey picks a new girl as his pet. In 2012, a character on the TV series 30 Rock said, I'm not afraid of anyone in show business. I turned down intercourse with Harvey Weinstein on low less than three occasions out of five. Wow. And then in... In uh, while announcing the 2013 nominations for the Best Supporting Actress, Seth MacFarlane said, Congratulations, you five ladies no longer have to be pretend to be attracted to Harvey Weinstein. I remember that. I remember it too. And um, so it was like, you know, kind of incredible that he everyone knew about it. And apparently, the New York Times did try and write about Harvey, your colleague and i feel like we loved reading him even after he left the reader and went to new york david carr oh david carr's the night of the gun yeah he found when he tried to do his harvey story uh no one would talk on the record with him right and um so it's so interesting that the whole way that he went about protecting what he did so he could continue to coerce and get women to have sex with him in exchange for favors. So it was really interesting, Jody and Megan, how they broke this story when other reporters, other papers had tried to bring Harvey down and he would do all these things. So here we go. Let's play the first cut. Really looking forward to your book, some of which I have read already. It's called She Said... And um, it's about breaking the sexual harassment story that helped ignite a movement. Uh, You both won the Pulitzer Prize in 2018. um, With Ronan. Not for investigative reporting, but for public service, which is the best Pulitzer Prize, right? That is the best. Is that the best one? It meant a lot to us. It's the best one. Um, This this reporting that you did, just to remind everybody, it ignited... A, a, a movement, uh, a, a change in our culture, and had ramifications across not only Harvey Weinstein's industry, but across many, and in, in many people's lives. When you went to publish that original article, did you know what was coming in its wake? We, we had no idea. All we knew at the New York Times in 2017 was that we were committed to investigating sexual harassment across a variety of industries, from Hollywood to the to Silicon Valley to the restaurant industry and even the auto plants. But we had no idea what the impact of those investigations were going to be whatsoever. Okay, so which yep. is true, and I right. mean they. We'll play. Let me. Let's play this next one, and then I'll make a. Okay. I'll share another thing that uh, is kind of interesting about how they got blocked in the investigation. This book now is being called "On All the President's Men of the Me Too Era." Why tell the story behind the story you told? Because these stories have come to mean so much to so many people, we wanted to bring 
everybody else with us on this journey, first of all, a lot of what originally happened in this investigation was off the record. So we needed to go back and find a way to share those secrets and to bring people through the process and, and really show you what we witnessed, bring you into our partnership, have you there in our office during the final confrontations with Harvey Weinstein. And also we wanted to push further because the initial investigation showed a piece of the puzzle, but there were so many unanswered questions. How could a company, the Weinstein Company, become so complicit in abuse, for example? That, that's a story about the Weinstein Company, but it's also a story about all of our workplaces. If you see some sort of wrongdoing in your workplace, what do you do? Which yeah, is so exactly. true. And, yep. and people, they knew, like, Harvey, this goes back, you know, for sure to the 80s. Right. When, you know, with the starting of his company. And uh, so, you know, when David Carr for the New York Times tried to do this piece, because it was such an open, quote unquote, secret. But, of course, you don't publish stuff for open secret. I mean, you know, you're not going to be a, right, a newspaper right. and report yeah, that kind of stuff. I, I mean, Jody, I think it was uh, Jody Cantor said uh, she... I think it was Jody. She said, my first newspaper reporting job was in a small town in Wisconsin. And my editor over his desk said, even if your mother tells you she loves you, investigate. Oh, <laughs> And she said, yeah. and that is, that is the philosophy mm -hmm. that, you know, the majority right. of, of uh, reporters, reporters. Uh, go under. So he, then is it Colbert is like, OK, how then? If you say in this book, you know, how Harvey has been able to shut other reporters down, what, tell us what he did with this. Tell me about the final confrontations with Harvey Weinstein. What kind of intimidation did he and I assume the company bring to bear against you guys? Well, he amassed a group of high-powered lawyers who were going to threaten us with a lawsuit if we went forward with our story. He hired a private investigative firm made up of former Israeli intelligence officials that were promised $300,000 if they put a stop to our investigation. And in the 11th hour, as we were preparing to publish, Harvey Weinstein basically barged into the New York Times himself, surrounded by some of his lawyers and folders with information that he was hoping to use to smear his accusers. Wow. Okay. And and some of the other things, scandalous things that are in this book, Rose McGowan turned Jody and Megan down, even though she was a victim of Harvey Weinstein, but she turned down even an off the record interview. Why? Because she said the New York Times needs to look at itself for sexism issues. I'm not that inclined to help. Then it was difficult for them to get in touch with the actresses who they wanted to speak with since they couldn't ask agents or publicists because those people would say no, right. wouldn't even run it past. Right. And they pieced together some leads through shoe leather reporting. But the real breakthrough came from Jenny Connor and Lena Dunham, who had caught wind of all the Weinstein stories over the years, and they wanted to put it in, remember Lenny? The Lenny letter? Yes, the Lenny letter. Mm -hmm. uh, but didn't have the journalism investigation resources. And Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, who shared her story on the record, gave them phone numbers of other actresses. Wow. That's really the wow. thing when we're saying yeah. it was that. And while she was talking to the reporters and grappling about whether or not to go on the record, speaking of Gwyneth, she 
knew that Harvey was suspicious of her and he invited himself to a party she threw during the summer of 2017 and she ran upstairs, hid in the bathroom and called Jody Cantor. What should I do? He's here. He knows what's up. Oh, how scary. Yeah. And then uh, according to Zoe Perkins, a Harvey assistant who went on the record for the New York Times, she said every morning she or another woman had to partially had to rouse him and he would either be partially or fully nude to get him out of his bed in his hotel room um, and turn on his shower Mm. for him. And um, another assistant uh, that left and Zoe took her job said, sit in armchairs, not in sofas, because then he can't come and sit by you and open his robe Oh, right. Okay. Okay. And at the end of most of his business trips, the how Harvey kind of how he bought this code of silence, even though the women would tell each other, right? He would give his assistants huge amounts of cash. Sure. That would mean a lot, like to Mm -hmm. an assistant living in New York City, maybe maybe get three thousand dollars. Right. And she said, you'd come back from trips with him with this weird come down of guilt and relief. You'd survived. Yes. And uh, anyway, she like uh, like uh, any the um, uh, Harvey, the NDAs that he had people sign. She said the biggest trauma for people having signed NDA was dealing with Harvey's lawyers. They'd scare the hell out of you. Oh, I'm sure. And the language. And Gloria Allred, who helped this actor, Ashley Mathau, negotiate a settlement for Harvey's sexual abuse in exchange uh, for her silence, later lobbied hard to shut down this proposed legislation to ban confidentiality causes and settlement agreements because sexual harassers would never make payments without the promise of silence. Right. So, and, and Weinstein's lawyer, the notorious Lanny Davis, first came uh, to the New York Times when he heard that Jody, that they were going to do yes. this story and they were kind of worried. He, his pitch was spinning into a story about how Harvey had seen the error of his ways, but it would be downplayed dramatically and how he could become an ally to the women. And this was not oh, please. Uh, yeah. thought of for a moment. And uh, anyway, just uh, lots of lots of dirty tricks. And Lisa Bloom, well, is Glory Allred's daughter comes out as an Aunt Lydia style villain of the patriarchy in this because of what she did. And then she was trying to get a book book published by Harvey Weinstein, um, and that's why she went all in. I mean, there's no, a lot of... Well, no, she was trying to defend him on the Rose oh, McGowan. Yeah, yeah she was uh, all of this, and yep. also uh, there was a board member in 2014 who confronted ha- Harvey and said, you're going to take this company down, and then Harvey always called that guy, oh, here comes the sex police. <laughs> and as the New York Times headed towards publishing that first story, Harvey called an IT tech and tried to get somebody to come over to his house to delete a document that he had organized by women in different cities. Oh. So, and he showed up at the uh, New York Times when, that last day. Mm-hmm. Guess who his attorney was? With him, Lisa, Lisa Bloom. Bloom. Mm-hmm. 
threatening Think to spear Rose McGowan and Ashley Judd. Her daughter oh. is defending. While all of her work has been for women and yeah. women's rights, that'd be hard. I know. And Ashley Judd was uh, maybe only until the very, very end. She only agreed to go on record 48 hours before they published. Gwyneth Paltrow was the brave one. She was pretty brave. That what she did. Yeah, and mm-hmm. there's tried Harvey. They're still trying to you know smear her that she want. Remember, she yeah. wanted to she make wanted movies, to make movies with him, and yeah. all that yeah. stuff. I mean, where have we heard she wanted to? She wanted to. Right. Where have we heard right. that before? Yeah. Jeez. Anyway, it is a real scandal how yeah. long that went on. This book, I bet, is really good. Sounds so good. I know. All it right, does. listen, it's pretty juicy. We'll be right back. Oh, I don't believe they're listening. Yeah. If they are, they need to call in right now. 651-641-1071. See if it happens. <laughs> Favorite headline today. Put your phone down. You can't cheat. Favorite headline today comes to us courtesy of Donnie. Esther Williams, the swimming queen of the silver screen exhibit is happening. Should you be going to Catalina Island off the coast of California? You can see. This is a great story because she because she obviously, you know, was a swimmer in a lot of the movies. And my mom saw all of her movies. But they're fantastic. I don't think I've ever seen. Oh, you've seen. Have I seen? I I just don't know. But so before what happened is she was, um, you know, they would make swimming suits out of cotton, which means all they would do is stretch out when you went in the water. Well, yeah, they were just these hanging. Right. So sacks. they partnered with um, Cole. You know, remember the swimming Esther suits? Did? Cole yes. of California. Cole of California. Yeah. You know, those swimming suits. And they had Love Lycra them. way back in the day. And then the Navy ended up buying swimsuits um, because they saw how good they were and they stayed to the body, stayed on the body. And those. Yeah, Cole of California. Revolutionized swimwear. Yeah, I've did. never been to Catalina Island. There's My mom a reason would go, to go there. There's a lot of boars on Catalina Island because my nephew uh, used to be a ranger. Boar? Yes. Yeah. Or a dull person, which mm-hmm. one? But a boar, no. B-O-A-R. B-O-A-R. Okay. He used to be a ranger there. There's a lot of them. Really? All right. Well, it opened uh, last weekend. There's going to there's 70 items on display, some of them from her family and some from private owners. And, private collections. Uh, apparently, the dress that she wore in Jupiter's Darling, which came out in 1955. You know where you were. Is there. <laughs> also, the subdued navy blue tailoring traveling suit she wore in 1952's Million Dollar Mermaid, which she made <laughs> with Victor Mature. Mature. Pronounced her, mature. Yeah, her marriage he was, was very she, mature. Yeah, well, she yeah. had a big hot affair with him in the making of that movie, and it was going and going and going till she broke her neck doing a hundred and fifteen foot dive that put her in a body cast. No more sexy time. No more Victor. Hundred and fifteen feet. Yeah, can wow. you believe they let a movie star yeah. do that stunt? Man. I mean, I know she was a swimmer yeah. in, in wow. real, for real life. To say that. Mm. Kevin Kevin Hart's out of the hospital. He's been released. Okay. Talk about a story <laughs> that didn't need to become bigger uh, uh, than it needed to be. But he left the scene. He left, Lori. It which needs led to, to be... questions. And then there's been obfuscation. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. Not wanting people to know your medical issues is one thing, but trying to re- redirect with a, he's fine... 
when the stay in the hospital is otherwise, it's leading to the exact headlines he wants to avoid. Well, I'm telling you, it's like he why? left the scene of a crime where his friends were pinned in a car, yeah. Lori, and didn't call his security people, didn't call 911 till well after. I think that's that leads room for judgment. Yeah, it does. I think it does. What's going on in oh, that well, car? It's kind of like what you call the old Streisand effect. What's that? Oh, God, you just looked this up. Is this going to be no, where Streisand needs to fire her tennis coach? <laughs> no, it is named after Barbara Streisand, whose 2003 attempt to suppress photographs of her residence in Malibu, California, drew further scrutiny to it. And it has got its own Wikipedia page called the Streisand Effect, where you're trying to hide, remove, oh, okay. or censor a piece of information, but and you're high. You shine a bright or light on it. It has a reverse it. effect. It has mm-hmm. a reverse oh, effect. Okay. And it, yes, it is named after this guy, uh, Mike Masnick of uh, Tech Dirt, coined the term in 2005. Well, the Streisand Effect. The Streisand Effect because of the aerial photography. There happened to other other situations, but mm-hmm. that's what they're saying. Kevin Hart is having the oh. stray sand effect. It's with just the whole he's fine. Nothing looks good here. No, nothing. nothing looks good. All right, so Golden Girl Chia Pets for the holidays is a do or a don't. I think it's an absolute do. <laughs> I'd absolutely love it. <laughs> Tell I, me that isn't the best. I know two people who des- okay, deserve um, a rue. Yes. Eleven to uh, seventeen down. Blanche. Blanche, thank you. Oh yeah. yeah well, These are coming out. Bradley Trainer for sure. Oh, oh those would be a why haven't those come out before for <laughs> crying out loud? That's great. Everyone have a good night. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.